the first thing you need to do is understand your business needs. The first thing I'll ask is and reflect back to you is that different stages of business growth require different types of support. If you're not sure what stage of business you are at, we can help you figure that out. It's almost like we thought of this ahead of time. Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OTs Get Paid podcast episode 99. Today, we're going to be clarifying some of the roles in your business, specifically VA, assistant, or manager. It's my hope that before listening to this episode, you've listened to episode 98, where you meet the current operations manager for OTs Get Paid, Jarena. And in that, we really want to bring attention to the role of operations and somebody else doing the operations in your business. This is outside of just systems. This is like the big, huge you know, role and responsibility and section called operations. And it was this episode that prompted someone, one of our members in our 100K Club Mastermind today to say, Trish, I loved the podcast. I listened in my car this week. Can you please tell me when we should be hiring a VA, an assistant or a manager? I'm getting these things all confused. What a great question. And so Today is podcast recording day. This question was asked about three hours ago, and I pulled this together as a topic. So it's almost like a part two. It's kind of a sequence for hiring somebody else in your business that's outside of being a therapist. So today, we're going to talk about VA versus assistant versus a manager. We're going to talk about understanding your business needs, the difference between a virtual assistant, an assistant, and a manager, and then how do you make those distinguished choices in your business. So away we go. 
The first thing you need to do is understand your business needs. The first thing I'll ask is and reflect back to you is that different stages of business growth require different types of support. If you're not sure what stage of business you are at, we can help you figure that out. It's almost like we thought of this ahead of time. It's the OTs Get Paid Quiz, which is linked in these show notes, or it's at our website, www.trishwilliamsconsulting.ca, and you're going to see at the top quiz. That quiz allows you, through answering a bunch of different questions, to figure out exactly what stage of business you're at. It also gives you some great concrete advice of how what to focus on to get to the next stage of business. People find that taking that quiz just gives them not yet only the results, but going through the questions really allows them to consider elements of business they hadn't thought of before. So different stages of business need different types of support. Go take the quiz and figure that out for yourself. Then we want you to assess exactly what your business needs in terms of fulfillment. Most people decide to hire another person in fulfillment first. This is typically for most of the OT service-based businesses that I see. Hiring another OTP, an OT practitioner, like whether it's an OTR or an OTL or OTC if you're in Canada or whatever, or a CODA, that seems to be the most straightforward and next hire that uh, OT entrepreneurs do first. But what's after that? And this is where people get really stuck with a giant to-do list. And they come and they say, Trish, I know that I am working too much in the business and not on the business. I don't even know how to get these tasks together. I wouldn't even know where to start. I wouldn't even know what to tell this person to do. That's what we're going to dive into a little bit now. For the majority of you listening to this, I bet your first thought is, well, we're going to hire a VA. Great. What I'd like you to do is get clear on the tasks that you want them to do. This will also begin to help you decide what is next for you, okay? So you're gonna brain dump. You're gonna brain dump every single thing you do every day of one week, everything, every single task. This isn't projects, this is tasks. To do, to do, to do, list, to do, list, to do, list, to do, list, to do, list. And then you are going to begin to categorize them. And we've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. We are going to categorize them in terms of marketing, in terms of sales, operations, finance, and fulfillment. And fulfillment is doing the thing that you do. Okay. So in a typical OT service-based business, it would be doing the therapy. And now you're going to start to see some patterns. For most of you, Finance is pretty tight. You're like, "Mm, okay, I'm going to get a bookkeeper. I'm going to get an assistant. I'm going to get an accountant. I'm going to get somebody to help me keep track of those numbers. That doesn't seem to be an area where we struggle or I hear a lot of struggles from OT entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. What often happens with marketing is we become part of the marketing. And once you really hit more of that late startup, early growth phase, the marketing is beginning to take care of itself. You don't need as much of a focus on it. Great. So I think many of you are resonating right now and you're like, okay, well, I've, I know I should hire somebody. Like I've got this coda, I've got this OT that's starting. So, but what about everything else? And it's the everything else that we get very overwhelmed with. And we're going to put that under, for the most part, operations. So now we have to decide between a VA, an assistant, or a manager. Let's break that down. 
I'm not going to go into the VA concept in too much depth because dun, 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 <laughs> we have a podcast about that. Look at how it all comes together. Episode 82 called Navigating the Hiring and the Management of Virtual Assistants. But I will give some brief thoughts here. A VA is very, very flexible and very cost efficient for either specific projects. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Projects or for ongoing support. They can handle a to-do list pretty darn well. Anything administrative, anything customer support, scheduling, managing email, social media, tech support. There are a hundred different types of VAs out there, and many of them go across all of those different tasks. I do want to point out that a VA requires a lot of supervision. The number one complaint that I hear is it takes more time for me to supervise a VA than actually doing what I need to do. In my opinion and in my experience, a VA really is about getting those $10 tasks off your plate, especially when you don't know where to start getting those tasks off your plate. So you're hiring them at a, you know, a lower hourly rate. Um, many times they're online. They don't need to be in your world necessarily, especially if you have bricks and mortar. And you are handing over to-do list. That's it. Their job is to go through that to-do list. They require a lot of supervision and it is the typical VA that is not going to take it any further. It either gets done with a check mark, how good, how fast, accuracy, any really insightful questions, et cetera. That's all a bit of a variable. Now, that's not to say I haven't heard of VAs that take on more of that responsibility. Um, but for a typical VA, you're literally handing over your to-do list to free up your tasks so that you can spend more time on those $100, $1,000, $10,000 tasks. Most people want to use a VA as a stepping stone, but as their business grows, they realize quickly that they need somebody that has more authority and they want them to have more responsibility. And that's where you're moving into a manager or an assistant. And that really is the difference between the two. It's the scope of the responsibility and the level of authority. So let's talk about responsibility first. In our paid programs, we build org charts. And it sounds really boring and like, oh my gosh, Trish, what a snore. And yet, so many answers are found in your org chart. You begin to see who is reporting to whom. And 99% of the time, everybody is reporting to you. An assistant will be reporting to you. They support an individual by going through the tasks. They may have the ability to make some decisions. They may have the ability to get deep into 
administrative tasks and some correspondence manual management and other day-to-day operations activities. At the end of the day, you are paying them less than you would be paying a manager. And this is whether they're, you know, a contractor or an employee, because the support that they need, they are still really managing, you're managing down, right? The difference between that and a manager is a manager is responsible for overseeing other people and departments. They also have a primary focus in their scope of responsibility of planning and organizing and directing the work of other team members. They also typically have a bigger role in decision-making, goal-setting, resource allocation, following the strategic plan, et cetera, et cetera. So for a many of you, again, you're going to want to step to a VA, to an assistant, to a manager. We're going to talk a little bit about you know, how we can track KPIs at the end. And that's just fine. I do want you to realize that by putting in that manager, and again, you don't have to eat the whole elephant, right? <laughs> how do you eat an elephant? Bite by bite. You you don't have to eat the whole elephant. You can move steps up. And a lot of, you know, people who are OTs, who are in service-based businesses, who have that kind of solopreneur, they're just trying to get things off their plate. That's what they follow. However, if you're moved and you're like, you know what? No VA for me. In fact, I I fussed with VAs for quite a while and eventually realized it wasn't that I wasn't hiring the right VA. It's that it wasn't the right position for the company. And I really needed an assistant that had a lot more responsibility for their own tasks. And again, I want to remind you that when you're handing over a scope of responsibility, it doesn't have to be perfect. I often give this image of, you know, handing a bookkeeper, you know, boxes and boxes of boxes of receipts and saying, can you handle this? As opposed to handing them the most perfect financial system or, you know, an online, you know, the online version of boxes and boxes of receipts. A good assistant and a good manager will be able to help you with that and will be able to help you build a proper scope of responsibility of what they can and cannot handle. The second big difference between assistants and managers is their level of authority. An assistant, again, typically works under the supervision or the direction of somebody else, like the business owner or another manager. They might have some autonomy, but again, they're usually following instructions. Not quite the same level as a VA. There's a bit more independence there in terms of them being able to you know, navigate through tasks with good questions. But that is one of the big differences. And again, the difference, so therefore a manager holds a real position of authority in your company. They have decision-making power. They, you know, have the ability to delegate to people. They have real responsibilities to their team. And they're also accountable for the performance of their team. Okay. How do you measure that? Well, that's measured in KPIs. How do you hold somebody accountable per, for performance? That's the thing I found most difficult with a VA. How do you hold somebody accountable for a to-do list? It's either done or it's not done. And how do you motivate them? How do you lead them? How do you say, oh, well, it needs to get done faster or what, I fire you? Like That relationship building and that buy-in from an assistant and a manager was so much more that I would have skipped that stage entirely. For an assistant to be able to understand what their KPIs are and a manager for them to be able to understand how they're being evaluated and how others are being evaluated, 
you need to get those right key performance indicators into place. And that turns your expense, which is just that line item where it's like, okay, great. So I'm paying a manager $20, $25 an hour. Well, where am I going to get that money from? If it's affecting the bottom line by making you money or saving you time, then that becomes an asset to your company. So we certainly go into way more of this in our paid programs. So this is just a highlight. If you're like, Trish, this is exactly what I need. Please schedule a call with us because we continue to talk about this and help. We've got tons and tons of templates for like, where do I go to hire next? Who do I hire next? How do I hire them? What are my interview questions? What are my meetings like? A lot of these positions also come with your responsibility for setting agendas in the meetings, the cadence of the meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And we're here to help you with that. In the show notes, you're going to see, a, I think it's like a discovery call or work with us. You can click on that button and you're going to get me and we can talk about how our programs can help your business. Additionally, if you want to see the job description for our operations manager, it is in the show notes. Just click on it and you'll be able to access that. I have tweaked that job description for an assistant. So you take away some of the responsibility and some of the tasks and that becomes an assistant position. So it's a nice uh, tool or template for you to be able to use in various circumstances. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.